Hello and welcome again to Dan and Matt's Football Chat, where we'll be putting the chat amongst the proverbial pigeons. Um, it's been a bit of a break. Hello, Matt. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Hello, everybody. Good. Good. I'm glad that you're good. Yeah, um, I'm quick. good too. International um, break is yeah, over. Yeah, well, we've had an extended break, partly due to um, work commitments and tiredness and just the sort of general malaise, I suppose. <laughs> but um, it's good to be back and in front of the laptop again. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so what? Have, any news from uh, Dudley Towers? What's been going uh, on? Uh, not really. Life, pretty exciting. Uh um, I bought a new pair of shoes yesterday. <laughs> what are we talking? What you got? Um, hockers, I think that's how you pronounce it. I've got a pair oh, already. You've already got a pair then. I know, you got I know, but I, I bought a new pair because I um, uh, went oh. to DFO in Marabin, which as you know, Dan, um, oh, yeah. is a discount store. I'm actually just going to yeah. Google how Factory you pronounce outlet. it. Yeah, it is. Um, went a bit maverick, got a size that was half a size smaller than my current pair of hockers, but you know, I'm a... I'm not a growing lad anymore, so uh, yeah, I've started buying shoes slightly smaller than I normally would, and they seem to fit better. So I think I've been buying shoes that are too big for me for about the last thirty years. So uh, I'm an idiot, which is good. What size? Um, what, so what size are, they, are these? Are uh, these the new wheels? Like what size are they? Uh, they are a size twelve D, and which is this hocker sort of US version um, yes. of, of measuring and. These ones I've got, the new ones I bought a hocker size, a size twelve. But like everything, um, ooh, blimey, dogs kicking off. Um, like everything, um, shoe and boot wise, um, sizing brand, sizing between brands. <laughs> this is scintillating. Sizing between brands, as we all know, for the older discerning gentleman, is um, that's a weird thing. I tried on a pair of Adidas shoes for comparison and. Their sizing is completely different to... Um, the, the trick, to, though, Matt, the trick yeah. is look at the centimetres, mate. It gives you the mm. actual... If you actually look on the label, forget yeah. US, forget UK sizing, okay. forget AU sizing, which is basically UK. Yeah. Um, look at European, like you get yeah. Euro, yeah, European, yeah. And, it's like, and, yeah, then, yeah. and you look at centimetres. Just check the centimetres, yeah. and then that's the way you go. Because that's basically to, to the... Uh, to okay, the, um, I, will, yeah. I will try and remember that. Um, because yeah, yeah it's a but bit. Yeah, you won't because you've been conditioned to thinking. Be honest. Thinking, uh, it's like yeah. thinking of heights in feet and inches, right? Although it's like imperial system, you just do it. You just think of six foot as like a sort of you know. Bench you know it. You know what it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's you don't go. Oh, is that one meter eighty-one or whatever? You <laughs> sort of think in imperial. Yeah. It's interesting you say that because my uh, son is currently in England. I've had to sort of, I had to give him a bit of a crash course in uh, miles per hour, pints, mm. and generalised imperial units that are still used in the UK that aren't really used in Australia at all anymore, are they? Other than maybe pints of beer and the occasion, you don't really hear people say miles or stuff, do you? Uh, but yeah, well, England's so anyway. a bit of a bit of a weird one, isn't it? Because it's yeah. got a, it's got a blend of both metric and imperial, yeah. depending yeah. on where you are. Like it, it's um, it's miles on the road. Um, but it's yeah, a weird it's one. Sort of... You wouldn't, yeah, but you, you measure stuff in feet, but you kind of also can in centimeters and millimeters and. But, then, but and... then, if you watch a weather forecast, it will be kilometers an hour winds. Ooh. Or will it be miles? Oh, maybe it no, won't I reckon be. it's miles. No, no it's but you know what it will be? Oh, I'll tell you what you've done there. You've highlighted what? the absurdity of two systems because um, 
it will be i reckon it'll be miles per hour this is england obviously uk but this but the the temperatures will all be in um celsius, celsius centigrade and i can remember um trip down memory lane i'm sure you can as well when they were done in fahrenheit the you know the the weatherman and let's be honest it was generally a weatherman would say um you know 72 fahrenheit 19 yeah. celsius or whatever the equivalent is yeah well there you go i always remember 28, 28 is 82 i just remember that one because it's okay. backwards and isn't i think 40 degrees fahrenheit is zero degrees celsius isn't it that's the only one i could ever remember I'm sure it's something oh, like that yeah. it's something ridiculous yeah of course, it should, of course, we should be in Kelvin. That's what we should have. Well, not, not, not absolute Kelvin. <laughs> <laughs> absolute zero. Absolute um, zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Minus <laughs> 273 degrees Kelvin, I think that there is. There you go. There you yeah, go. Yeah, off the, there you off go. The top so you did head. listen in physics at school, <laughs> I did, Matt. Occasionally. You weren't just picking your nose and flicking bits of rubbers around the room. No, I wasn't. Setting fire to no, pencil cases. No, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't obviously do that. I do remember trying yeah. to see how long a pen covered in Tipex would take to burn on a Bunsen burner. That wasn't an official, <laughs> an official um, experiment, and I, I don't, I don't remember. It wasn't the time. scientific in any way. No, yeah. and I don't remember the time scale that um, that uh, that took. I would say results were inconclusive at best. So if you're going to um, if you're going to try and make yeah. pens fire retardant using like white out or tipex um don't bother yeah, yeah i mean it, it's funny because as a teacher i used to run practicals like that with like with flames yeah with bunch of burners yeah yeah because yeah. it was uh, basically kids would say to me are we doing an experiment and then we do one they go that wasn't an experiment and I'm, what do you mean and they go well we didn't have bunsen burners and i was like oh, okay. oh i see so basically if you're not burning something right yeah. it's not a not a scientific experiment which right. i kind of like that's um, this is like an average sort of 12 13 year old you know kids kids view on yeah. things um, yeah. but then as you're saying when i was in that age, you sort of forget quite quickly that when i was that age it was basically just what can we burn this lesson yeah. <laughs> and and get away with and then there's like smells we've got like there's plastic and black smoke and then it's hilarious because people are yeah like, but, yeah, yeah. Like, it's obviously not supposed to be you're supposed to be no. heating the copper sulfate with the with you know at a 45 degree angle and and observing things carefully <laughs> oh, yeah, which about 70 percent of the class were doing yeah. but there's always and i was probably in the other 20 percent that oh, yeah, i did that quickly that was quite boring let's just melt this pen uh because yeah. because it'll be fun uh, and, and breathe then, it in yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm, but I, and and I was sort of disappointed when kids would muck around, but then I'm like going, it's exactly what I was doing. So yeah, I've let's forgotten be that. I'm trying to be all like angry about it, and I'm like, well, it's fun, like you know, as long as no no one got hurt, and you know, no, just got to acknowledge that. No, yeah. yeah, I just I've just while you were saying that, I was just googled um, the Bunsen burner named after Robert Bunsen. So I'm guessing mm. I didn't know. Did you know that? I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah, so I did. Unfortunately, I did. know that. The, yeah. It actually it's actually a bit deeper than just kids thinking that experiments are only um, taking place with Bunsen burners. It, all, yeah. it apparently it's like sort of iconic representation of secondary school science because you don't see them in primary schools. It's like lockers, like it's, oh, it's, yeah. it represents yeah. secondary science oh, okay. education because it's yeah. a way. It's like it's a bit more. There's I think there's probably PhDs written on it the way that kids it represents something. It, clearly, yeah. it's just a, a gas, like a way of burning, uh, heating things up in a, in a science. Yeah. Lab. Yeah. Um, with gas, but um, yeah, interesting. I've read this thing that it's more. I wonder what the other things deeper are. Deeper than just the way people. What are the other um, things that symbolise high school, secondary school? High school. Um, I don't know really. 
Interesting. Like buses, maybe getting like you, you get the you normally get transport to school, don't you? Like whereas primary school, you maybe tend to get dropped or make your own way there, like walk or whatever. Yeah. Maybe getting a train or bus, um, locker, wearing, wearing a sort of suit like um, blazers and all that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, a bit more. <clears throat> yeah, a bit more formal maybe. Yeah. Not all schools, but like no, most schools, it's no, like blazer no. and yeah. like you know young. No, I, but all, all of this stuff, we're actually copying English private schools, even yeah. in Australia. Like the concept of homework, the concept of uniform, all these things yeah. are actually just us mimicking. Um, well, actually, public schools, because of course they are open to the public. If you had enough money, yeah. they're called public schools, which is confusing yeah. for everyone in Australia because you go, "What do you mean?" Because a public <laughs> school here is actually yeah. like uh, one open to the, like non-fee-paying school. Yeah. Um, so it's a little state bit school. Yeah. Odd. State school. They call them government schools here, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, bring back the cane. That's what I say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, finally, I sort of have vague memories of 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 that a little bit. Yeah. You know, don't want to get anyone in trouble. No. Uh, <laughs> but I just I remember people being like whacked with things on occasion. But I think that quick. I think it sort of quickly stopped. I've got a yeah. vague memory of when I was ve- when I very first started. But I don't remember it much past the first year. I don't know what do you remember that. Do you remember that? What school? I ask a, a secondary school. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not going to name names. But do you it was that? banned. Oh, I know. Only I do. Ju- but it yeah, was no, only just. It was, no, like, I, it was I, only we... just. It was like '86 or something, wasn't it? The year before we started. Oh, I, 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 de- I, wit- I remember witnessing someone getting yeah. slippered. Yeah, which I shouldn't laugh about. But yeah, absolutely, no. they got slippered. But you think about doing that? Think about that today. Like, I mean that. I think it was a year before we started, it was outlawed, like it was completely yeah. banned. But I think obviously the school we went to, obviously a bit more conservative, like, oh no, yeah. we're not, we're not, we're not going to ban that. It's good. Yeah. It's good for them, you know, like or whatever. And, yeah. I, um, anyway. I, I, I just think, imagine now a 12 year old boy getting slippered by a teacher and the teacher <laughs> telling him he's naughty. I can remember that happening very, very clearly in a, on an away, yeah. on a, on a school camp in 1988. Oh. That's all I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm sure it wouldn't provoke a reaction from the parents or anything <laughs> like these days. Monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine yeah. the boy, everyone filming it at the back of the class as well these days, like with yeah. their phones out. <laughs> and I and, and on and on that very yeah I know on the, exactly and on that very trip, I remember I wrote we, I wrote a postcard home to my mum and dad, and I wrote that the food was terrible and I was and it was really cold and wet in this place, <laughs> which it bloody was. It was freezing. And um, was this in the, Devon? It was in Devon, yeah. And the teacher, who will not, who will remain nameless, had written yeah, in red yeah, that's no pen. Names, no names. He'd written in red pen on my postcard. Don't worry, Mr. and Mrs. Dudley. It's all fine. He's having a lovely time. <laughs> my mum's, <laughs> my mum's found that postcard. So this is a true story. I've got evidence. And um, I just thought it's like the war, isn't it? Like they censored, you know, they censored the letters home from yeah. the front. Yeah. So yeah, there we it's go. It's like censoring. I. I once said, talking about censorship of postcards, yeah. I've got another story. I was in yeah. America uh, one New Year's Eve yeah. uh, in San Francisco, and then about quarter to one, we were in, like I think it was Union Square, like in the middle of San Francisco, and um, about quarter to one, we were basically all sort of cleared out. Basically, we got the signal that we're like, oh, everyone's got to go home now. And there's yeah. this like, riot police just like walking down the road. Nothing had really happened. Like no, There was yeah. no like incident or anything. It was basically just... They're walking slowly down the road, basically saying, "Right, everyone just needs to like, like, go home." Basically, yeah. and uh, anyway, that so we we did. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't take on the right police in America. Yeah. But I wrote in my postcard that um, um, that we'd got we I, I embellished the story obviously uh, for my 
for my, for my dad and, and wrote, you know, that we got chased by riot police <laughs> through through the centre of San Francisco. Yeah. It sounded like I was in some sort yeah. of Hollywood movie, right? Yeah, Which was, yeah. Yeah, if, if people know me, that's the kind of thing I would write, you know, just... Yeah. And, and, and they would know that I would, didn't probably get chased by riot police. But anyway, there was a US Postal Service sticker over that, yeah. that just sentence in my postcard other stuff was just like random stuff i'd just written to my dad yeah my dad said but he was able to peel the sticker off and actually read the text underneath it just about like wow so the u.s postal service had actually like stuck a sticker over my information that i had and he said it was really quite deliberate like halfway down there's no way it could have been like a sticker off something else yeah just made me think like wow like that that's uh yeah that's a true story um and um yeah i was amazed by that and because we're told all the time how, you know, America is like the land of the free and liberty and yeah. freedom of speech and mm-hmm. all that. And then, yeah, there's a real control um, from a, ce- a central level. Uh, Different um, times, mate. Yeah. Different times. Different times, yeah. 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 Oh, of course, yeah. we don't need postcards now. People can just write whatever they want on social media. And, they um, still, and, Yeah, but they um, still sell them, don't they? You get a lot of them for sale. Like We obviously yeah. live in a, in a touristy area where you get postcards for sale in local shops and stuff. So yeah. I can't remember when I last bought one. To be honest with you, so no, no. Quick poll, um, listeners: When did you last buy a postcard? Please, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's on the Instagram socials. Yeah, when did you last buy one? Yeah, because uh, yeah. I can't. They remember. are kind of nice because you put them on the fridge, and there's normally a picture yeah. of like you know beaches or or like local. Um, when did you last put a but, yeah. postcard on the fridge? A while ago. Yeah. It's quite a lot of hassle, isn't it? As well, because you've got to buy the postcard, you've got to write it. You got to have the have the address to hand. You then got to go and get a stamp, and then put it yeah. in the right. You know, it's, there's about four or five things, three or four things that need to happen, uh, and then and then it normally takes ages. Normally, you're home from holiday before they actually receive it. Yeah. Um, and so it's a bit of a it's a thought that counts, yeah. I think, isn't it? It's very much it's it the is. thought that it counts. Is. Yeah. Very much. So. Yeah, I, I haven't sent a postcard for a long time, so. Um, yeah. I can't remember last time I did. Nah. Maybe I'll start again, but let's be honest. There's a lot of things I might might do again, and I've got, I'm never gonna. It's never gonna happen. So, yeah, yeah. So, um, I don't know. Football. <laughs> football. Football. Hey. Oh god. <laughs> I, mean, I know Sandon um, lost, so that's why we've meandered through. Yeah, there. we've gone into a bit of a tailspin since the. And I know we talked about VAR quite extensively last time, but oh, Sandon have actually had three really bad refereeing decisions yeah. that would have been chalked off by VAR. So yeah. just so you, it's easy to complain about it. Yes, Stoke City scored a goal where the striker clearly handled the ball to push it into his own path, who then scored, right? Yeah. We had a yeah. clear penalty against Leicester yeah. where the defender scythed down Dan Neal, didn't play the ball in the box, yeah. and, he, and he gave a corner because he must have thought that he played it. It's yeah. the kind of thing, if they'd have looked really looked back at them, um, then you'd have seen that they were, look, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to suggest that Sunderland, you know, uh, haven't yeah. played brilliant. Have played brilliantly in the last. Year. They haven't, but there were certainly incidents in games where you go, uh, that that could have been, could have gone the other way. And um, and then also the Dan Neil saying that it was an effing foul and getting sent off for it. And yeah, that was then, rubbish. Then then them and then spoil. Uh, that's nil nil, and it sort of spoils the game. That was, was that was the Middlesbrough. So got, that was the the Middlesbrough, yeah, game, wasn't it? Yeah, it that was. was but we played really well. Like we, pl- yeah. we played Leicester yesterday morning, and we played really well. As I said, we should have had a pen at one nil. I mean, Anthony Patterson, our goalkeeper, had a brilliant game. So he made about two or three brilliant saves. But yeah. Leicester was supposed to be this, like, you know, blow us away. They didn't. We controlled the game for large parts, but just couldn't get 
the goal in the net, the ball in the net. You know, a classic sort of example of that. But yeah. But anyway, we'll we'll, we'll move on. We've got Norwich on um, the weekend, and uh, we sold a player to Norwich, so they're likely to score against us. That normally happens Obviously. when we sell a player. Have an amazing game, banging banging a goal. Yeah. Yeah. That's normally what happens. Um, but yeah. So where, where are you sitting in yes, the look, table at the moment? We dropped to like tenth now. Yeah. Um, but we, you know, we were up to sort of third at one stage. So we've lost the last three, gone into a bit of a, a bit of a rut. But look, we're not playing badly, as I said. We just haven't. It's just one of those things. And we're a young team, so we're probably going to get beat nice. know, now and again, just because we're uh, we're developing. But yeah, but we'll see. We'll see. You how, see, how you see I mean, Le- Leicester are still the runaway leaders, and yeah. Ipswich are still maintaining their form. Ipswich is, a, is um, an interesting one. Yeah. Yeah. But um, you you guys are still sitting in that sort of sweet spot for a you know you, you could still it's a it's still relatively early days it's early that. days 13 games is top is not six much, blah yeah. blah blah yeah yeah you think top so you've got 33 games to go that's quite that's yeah. that's a lot of points it's a long time. yeah it's a lot of it's points yeah 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 but um cool and premier league Matt, do you want to run us through that what's been going on there oh what yeah um well obviously the international break came back um from an arsenal point of view we um, played Chelsea away and played very, very, very poorly. It was a classic after the international break sort of performance. Um, and mm-hmm. basically somehow managed to find ourselves 2-0 down. You talk about VAR, but the, I'm going to say it. The penalty... The pen. Well, actually, I will say, we, me and you were sitting in a car waiting... Yeah, so look, it won't be in the middle of the night... Sounds a bit weird. Oh yeah, oh, we can talk about that in a minute. Yeah, well, we were watching that. the um, Merseyside derby, weren't we, for a, a, yeah. sort of a bit on my phone, and um, you know the handball that was given against was it Keane, I think, for um, Everton. Yeah. You know, we kind of said it's like one of those ones that it's really it's it's basically what a modern handball is now, where basically, yeah, <laughs> the ball hits you on the hand and it's kind of like a handball, and you but there's no real way. It, he could move, you know, it couldn't have happened. Yeah. It's just, and then kind of the exact same thi- thing happened for Saliba for Arsenal, and obviously on Bars, I know, yeah. but against Mudrick, where there's no way that Saliba can motion towards the ball without having his arms in a position that they are, and the ball hits yeah. him on the hand, and then it's a penalty. And it's like, I just, I agree with you on that. You know, I remember we talked about it in the car. The law is just not right. I'm, I just, I think it's just. It's crazy yeah, now, I agree. but it is what it is. But um, yeah, but Arsenal managed to pull t- a two-nil defeat into a two-two draw. Um, Declan Rice, absolute banger of a goal, as to use the modern parlance. Um, great spirit and determination, everything else, and a really good equaliser. But uh, I think we we got out, got away with one a little bit there. And in 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 general, Man City are back on form, and you know Liverpool doing well. And, you know to and Man United sort of bumbling around a bit. Tottenham top of the league so it's kind of um, it's, it's Chelsea are definitely we mentioned this last time yeah. about their XG Chelsea are definitely on the up aren't they he's starting they are to but I'm going to say this a bit. I'm going to say this as an Arsenal fan obviously but we did we, we genuinely we Arsenal did not play well in that game and mm. Chelsea had a decent game plan so I think yeah Chelsea are definitely a lot better than they were and the, their underlying yeah, stats well, were, show yeah. that but they they, they, their two goals. One was a penalty, and one was a mishit cross that you know went in. So, yeah, I, I, they're definitely a lot better than they were. But um, yeah, the top six is shaping up to look pretty interesting already. Even though you kind of sense that if no one, if Man City just 
put their foot down, they're still going to win the thing. But um, and yeah. Aston Villa as well. Aston Villa, you know, like I, that's, oh. I think that's a really good story because um, the the way they've kind of you know turned things around and um, you know uh, Unai Emery. Is obviously re- I really like that story because he he was okay at Arsenal and then just went off the rails and, and tinkered with the team all the time. Would do bizarre things like, you know, we'd be two 0 up at half time and he'd sub off three players for no apparent reason. Then we'd like struggle to win a game or we or we'd draw it. Um, he's really obviously learnt again and because he, he's obviously a decent coach and and I and I really like to see that. You know, he's come back to Villa and and they're doing they're doing really well. So there's some good stuff down there. I, I do I do think um, though just to sort of you know the Premier League, Burnley, the bottom of the league, and everyone was sort of, I don't know about if you, you think this, because, you know, obviously they're in the championship last season, sort of, you know, did really well to win it. Mm. But um, there was all this kind of like, oh, they're going to, you know, they're going to play really good football and they're going to, you know, they should survive and there'll be three teams worse off than them. And they are, they're, they're bottom of the league, you know, it's, and it's not like three or four games into the season where what I think we're like, well, no, I think they're they're third bottom. I think Sheffield United are bottom. Yeah, but sorry, I mean, as in they're um, you know, they're sorry, in the bottom three. They're in the bottom three. Yeah, so that's what I meant to say. And yeah, and they're kind yeah. of like, you know, they were bottom at one point. Um, and I feel like mm. there's um, you know, that media narrative stuff sometimes, like oh, they play good football and Vincent Companies and up. Well, it was always a problem yeah. when you play good football and you come up. Yeah, knowing that if you if you're going to play good football, which means you're going to leave gaps in behind when you yeah. come forward, right? Because you're going to play because good football. What, I mean, what does that actually mean? It exactly. Means you're going to try and pass <laughs> exactly. the ball, yeah. and you get, you're going to try and score a goal rather than not concede any. Basically, yeah, it's, yeah. It's the uh, it's crazy, um, it's crazy. Yeah. And and yeah, I did I did say that I think a while ago. Like, yeah, the you did. Company's going to have a a, a decision to make because he has he hasn't got the person. He's probably got the personnel to compete with about a third of the league playing yeah. that way. But you can't play a different way every week um, yeah. when you've got like personnel that don't understand what you're trying to do, um, and they, you know, go back to the Deitch Burnley. Yeah. It was very pragmatic, um, big yeah. lads up top, you know, and it was very pragmatic style, hit, you know, trying to just con- control, kill the life out of the game, yeah. and just try and hit hit the front with, you know, hit hit the attack quickly, and, and sort of go so on sort of like, bombing raids forward, but. Yeah, so it was always a problem. They're never going to play that way. I mean, Sheffield United is depressing. I mean, they've, they've kind of got a worse it's, it's team sad, yeah. than they did. In the... It's just yeah. a waste of time coming up, quite yeah. frankly. I mean, no, I suppose at least Luton, Luton know they're going to go back down with plenty of money because they're going to get yeah. a parachute. They've almost yeah. planned to go back down yeah. before they've come up. Which is fair um, enough, yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll definitely. Right. Sheffield United is just kind of... Odd. I think the yeah. other big thing, though, in the Premier League is, and it still hasn't happened yet, is it looks like Everton could be in line for a 12 points deduction. I don't know if you saw that. Mm. Still, that's happened. No, I didn't happened. know that. Why is that? Because of FFP. Um, oh, okay. And if they have a 12 point deduction, effectively, I would say that's probably them relegated. You know, that's a mm. that's a massive gap to come back from. Um, it's not all gone through yet, but they're in a big financial hole when they've got a new stadium yeah. that's I think I think the new stadium comes online either next year or the year after so yeah. that is you know that's that's yeah. that's really bad if that, I mean they're a big old club and you know yeah obviously me and you in the 80s you know we knew them as you know they were winning a lot of then as yeah. well but um yeah, yeah apparently but you look at you look at the flip side 
Yeah. Look at Leicester City, right? Okay, doom and gloom, yeah. gone down that now. Their fans yeah. are loving it. They're playing great football. They're top of the league. They've yeah. got. They've just broken the record for the number of points. You know, they've got 36 points from 13 games. They just. They've they've won 12. They've lost one. Like they're just flying, and it's fun. Yeah. Every every other Saturday when you go to a game, you're enjoying it. Like what yeah. if Everton did drop down? And you know, the danger obviously is you, you do a Sunderland and, or a Leeds or a Man City and you plummet. Yeah. Um, but if as long as you yeah. hang on to like you know the bulk of your team, it's it's an opportunity yeah. to actually enjoy enjoy going to football again. Because you know I know I speak from experience of Sunderland being yeah, in the obviously. league, and you're yeah. pretty much losing most weeks. Um, and it's not fun. It's like, who cares? I'd rather stay in the championship, quite frankly, because it's like, I mean, yeah. the only reason you want to go to the Premier League is just to give the fans a day out. That's the only reason. that Sunderland can't compete with any, like, half of the teams in that league. Um, no. And it's kind of a league that can only really be won by what? You can count on one hand how many well, teams can realistically mount a charge yeah. for it. Yeah. But all the time we've got countries owning football teams, like, it's not really going to be... A, oh, a sensible no. league to actually go into, but anyway, so I'm, I'm feeling, no, no, feeling no, no. a bit down and depressed. But yeah, all right, cheer up. I'd rather stay in the championship. Sorry, small could be worse. No, I am. Um, look <laughs> on that point. I, I, I sitting as a highly privileged, entitled Arsenal brat. Yeah, I, I agree with you. But also, um, the I think the worry for a team like Everton is, you know, that that's a that's a big thing to come back from. You know, potentially that you mm. know and. Um, Leicester were kind of in a bit Leicester was a bit of a sort of um, it kind of crept up on them the sort of whole relegation thing mm. didn't it really you know they were kind they were of too looking... good to go down weren't they yeah exactly like that old cliche but I, 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 you know you kind of you, you wonder how um, realistically how that could that could work out for them but uh, mm. yeah yeah I hope I hope whatever I think, it just, I think it just I think it just highlights the golf in that yeah, Leicester have retained about half their team, but they've got yeah. you know they've got two or three players that have gone, yeah, and they're still running away with the league. Like it's like, yeah. well, that just shows that the gulf there there is even between the bottom end of the Premier oh, League. Oh, definitely. And, I mean, yeah. maybe maybe not the bot the bottom three, maybe the bottom four aside. Yeah. Um, everyone else, you know, it's it's tough playing Wolves. It's it's tough playing yeah. Fulham. It's you know even Forest seem to have like turned a bit of a corner. Yeah, they're not easy games. Um. Whereas you know, in the in the championship, you know, when you're playing Rotherham or, or, or Huddersfield, no disrespect, um, but it's it's um, there's it, it there's a you know you're gonna you're gonna like you're likely to win those games and definitely take points from them. So I don't know, it just seems to be that the that the gulf is widening, uh, and the the gulf is also widening between those that kind of top three or four and then the rest, and that kind of shows in the points tallies last year. It just, yeah, there was a sort of bunching, wasn't there? In the middle, yeah, and yeah, exactly. yeah, definitely, and and uh, yeah, it's just, um, yeah, I suppose just you hope that you know those teams, you know, Everton won't completely financially implode if it does happen, but um, yeah, it's 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 kind of weird how it's kind of got very stratified, isn't it, like that. Mm. Um, the other thing I was just checking out, obviously, for um, friend of the show in deepest darkest South Wales, uh, see Gillingham have gone up to seventh and not that long ago it seems like when we last did the pod they were floating around the top three but uh i noticed that in yeah. league two they're on they're on 25 points so they're probably safe from relegation already on the uh, average points per game but um yeah i think they went four unbeaten at the start of the season didn't they and they've 
since since that's since then they've lost six, drawn one, and won another four games. Somehow they've got a minus four goal difference and they're in seventh. Yeah, they they actually had a worse goal difference than the team that was bottom like a yeah. couple of weeks ago. They're, they're basically winning games. The games they have won, they must have won them like one nil because there's yeah. no way they yeah. could. They're not. They've not been prolific. They've only scored fourteen goals. Yeah, and Forest Green, who are bottom. Um, have scored 16 goals. They've actually scored less goals than yeah. Forest Green. Who are, sorry, they're second off bottom. Um, yeah, no, I'm just looking at um, that. Yeah, yeah. Sutton um Yeah. Sutton are bottom. They've yeah. scored 20 goals. So, obviously, Gillingham are being very efficient with, to, yeah. with the, to, to, to get those three points by just yeah. winning them 1-0. And then the ones that they're, yeah, the ones that they're losing must not be by very much either because they're, they've only conceded 18. Um but yeah, still looks good for the Jules. Just and I might, I might go even deeper. Sorry to interrupt you. There. I might even go deeper, obviously, because my um, my son uh, Felix is currently at Tunbridge Angels with the the um, academy over there, and so obviously I now follow Tunbridge Angels to see how they're going in the National League South, and they're just they're I think they're twentieth, which is one spot above the bottom four. So they're they're sort of struggling um, as well. So to avoid. Oh, getting a bit early to avoid relegation. So, um, yeah. How many go down? Do you know? Um, from what I can see, because it then gets into this. When you get out of the the, the national leagues, it then gets into this. Uh, into like um, the Isthmian sort of regional league. So I think it's four, but I could be wrong because it was kind of. It's a bit tricky to see. Uh, I'm just scrolling through some stuff trying to check it out now. But yeah, I know that... It's good the... to see, um, it's good to see uh, South Shields in the north, like second in yeah. the uh, Northern National League there. I think they only came up last year. Yeah, so I think you could flying. be right there, actually. Yeah, and Maidstone are doing well as well, Maidstone United. But yeah, um, Tunbridge can um, look like they could be struggling a little bit this year. But some... Uh, so yeah, I do watch... A, I actually watch a few highlights from the, the National League. This one. There's actually some cracking goals in there, and some this good quality mm. football actually. But also there's some, you know, the cleat, the clack. Well, the VAR doesn't exist at the, that level at all, so you do get some excellent. Um, did the ball cross the yeah. line? Kind of yeah. check the championship play. as well, mate. Check the championship yeah. for that as well. There's a bit yeah. of that going on. <laughs> yeah. Other leagues, other leagues are available. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, um, yeah. And I've and in, just for my own personal football journey, Dan. You know, you'll be. Um, I've been. Uh, had a bit of a knee niggle, so I've taken a bit of a break for for a few days. But um, hopefully, lighter fitness test training session with my son tomorrow evening, which will be Friday over here. If people are interested to see if I'm if I can make it for Saturday morning, Saturday soccer on a Friday Saturday Friday morning, Saturday soccer more uh, Saturday morning soccer. There you go, got it out in the end. I might so, come this week. Is it at Mace Oval? It is at Mace Oval. Uh, those are in, eight, eight o'clock. Eight o'clock, Dan. Eight o'clock. Oh yeah, there's a mystery come, though. Come, there's a mystery come. around that. Oof, oh, crikey! As we go into the break. What's the mystery. Oh, shall I tell you? Oh, or shall I yeah. wait until after the break? Or do you want to wait? Why don't you tell us after the break? All right, I'll tell you after the break. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Stay with us. I'll probably forget uh, to hear Matt's mystery. <laughs> to hear Matt's mystery messages oh, after wow. the break. Wow. See yeah. you after this. Cheers. <laughs> Welcome back to part two, and 
I don't know about you, but I, I've actually haven't heard this either, but I'm desperate to hear Matt's um, secret bombshell. Matt, look, well, off you go, Matt. What, what is it? Okay. Tell us. I don't, want to get in, I don't want to get into any trouble for this. Um, well, it's, well, as I was just wobbling on about beforehand, um, where there's a social Saturday football group that's been going for yonks over here where we live in the beautiful Mornington Peninsula. And um, it's been going for since before I got here, which is 10 years ago. Um, and it's played currently played at Mace Oval, which is a f- foot, sort of cricket, it's a cricket pitch. footy it's a cricket and pitch, really, football yeah. oval. Yeah, um, multi-sport oval, which is actually made by I think a guy called Mace I could be wrong but um uh, but it was constructed by an engineer in the second world war because there was actually an, an, an Australian army camp down there and he basically right. got a bulldozer and made it all there's all the signs there isn't there we'll do it we'll do yeah, something I have, like I have read them I have oh, read them as well yeah. yeah we've probably read them a million times and still can't remember it all but it's pretty pretty cool so it's it's a bit you know it's it's, it's knocking on it's over it's 80 years old or whatever anyway that's not the point so the point is that this is a multi-use um sort of sports facility owned by the local council and there's two full-size goals that have been on there for football for about the last three or four years they're quite old and knackered now but they're full-size so we we get them out and use them anyway turns out that uh the local council um have requested to mount martha soccer club which is who i play for who who could have used the ground in the football season which is now finished um, they've they've requested that the goals are removed because it's cricket season, and um, they're a hazard. Okay, so you can imagine that's gone down pretty badly with the regulars on a Saturday because we usually just move the goals right out the way of the cricket pitch, and they have to be removed from the cricket pitch. Which is this is so so as a group we all pick them up and put them behind these shipping containers which meant we had to take the goals through a car park. So they were absolutely removed. It was very annoying. They were then back. They were then back on the pitch within about three hours because a couple of local lads turned up and someone who was in the group. And and used them. Yeah. Used them and picked them up, which is fair play. There's only about four of them. So since then, they have now mysteriously been left on the, the cricket pitch, but basically tucked up way out the way and someone's chained them together. Um, with a padlock, oh. so we suspect it's possibly the president of Mount Martha Soccer Club, who isn't called Reese, um, but we um, don't know. It's not been confirmed. There's a there's a lot of chatter going on about it in the WhatsApp group, um, but yeah, no one can confirm. Can't you just ask him? Well, no, it's been it's he's been asked, and as far as I'm aware, um, I stand to be corrected on this. The mystery is who put the chains around the goals. So, so they've got to bring bolt cars on Saturday morning. Well, they've been. It's been about two, as far as I'm aware, it's a couple of weeks. I mean, I, obviously, I didn't go last Saturday because of my um, my knee injury flaring up. But uh, so, what's the theory? Yeah. It could be the council that's done it. I doubt it's the oh. council because the goals belong they to. They wouldn't be bothered. Uh, they would have to pay someone to go and do that. So why would they? Yeah, they're do not going to do that, are they? The council. Jeez. No. Um, and and also they've actually those goals have been there for the last three years and no one has batted an eyelid so it's a mm. it's a developing situation more as I get it but it is a bit of a mystery because yeah, we'll no one I will do I'm sure um, you know uh, that people will be well I might come on Saturday and I can see it, see it from my own eyes it, it unfold 
this uh, yeah. ongoing yeah. story. If you do, goals. Yeah. Well, okay. let's. Don't be disappointed if sure. they're unchained, or it's just like okay. someone's got the unchained key. melody. Unchained. <laughs> unchained melody. So yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. That was it. That was it. Was pretty, it. pretty okay. exciting. Yeah. It's probably a bit yeah. of a bit anticlimactic. Actually. Yeah, we'll it's always going to be. But it, you know, it's maybe what you do is so, you know, might be a slow burner. This could this story could run and run. It could go. It could. Or, or, or I'll be honest, it's probably got quite a simple explanation, and uh, yeah. it won't run and so run. Was, oh yeah, I did that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Anyway, um, all right. Over um, to you. I was going to <laughs> but you just commented that I think you feel the same way about the Champions League as I feel about the Premier League, and it's sort of like unobtainable summit that Arsenal aren't going to win it and it's boring and uh, yeah which is kind of the way I feel about the Premier League but Arsenal doing alright man like you yeah, know, no, they're yeah. doing just, their table the, the, the knockouts yeah. are good in the Champions League because it's suddenly like countries are suddenly playing each other right it's like yeah I think it's me being defensive yeah yeah, yeah. You, maybe um, you're just trying um, to park it so just in case they do get to like a quarter or a semi-final I'm sure you'll be interested yeah. then I you, think the other thing is the other thing is, I used to watch a lot of football, including European football, like a lot. And um, then once Arsenal didn't get in the Champions League, I used to watch quite a bit of Europa League. But that was so hard to watch. Not actually because people go, oh, it's rubbish, it's the Europa League. Because there was literally like a million games before you got anywhere interesting. So, um, And also, I think a bit like you said about the Premier League, you kind of, in the, in the Champions League, clubs... There's Champions League clubs that are not really ever going to win it pretty much most of the time, but they have to be in the Champions League to keep the money flowing. And I think pretty much yeah. Arsenal, other than our, um, our one final in 2006, when we almost, you know, we came within about 15 minutes of winning it. Um, yeah, look, I know it sounds incredibly entitled, but I think also I just... Yeah, I just watched so much of it. I, the group I, I stages have... are quite boring, though. Yeah, like, nothing really be. happens. They they talking apart of, from talking of apart from yeah, apart on, from uh, Newcastle uh, <laughs> dropping down to yeah, third in that group. Did you yeah, want to talk well, about that? Early days. Uh, well, just uh, just dis- you know, obviously disappointed for Newcastle to lose one 0 <laughs> um, I think it was quite a game of incident. I was there was yeah. lots of goal, lots of. Um, Goalkeeper, goalkeeper action. Can you, can but, you, yeah. can you say with absolute genuine sincerity, like you just did? I was disappointed for Newcastle to lose that game. You just said. Well, I'm that. saying it in a sort of like ironic way, you know, because I'm not really postmodern. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, talking of making up the numbers in Champions League, um, Celtic, right, are obviously doing the same again, where they'll probably bomb out. Yeah. But interestingly, do you know, do you know where the Europa League final is this year? Not at Parkhead, is it? Now, no, but the, the, there's somewhere like the romantic in me really wants Celtic to get to the Europa League final because not Lisbon. It is in Dublin. It's in Dublin. Oh, Dublin! Imagine the party Jeez. with Celtic. I mean, it's not going to happen, right? But if it does, imagine that. Like the whole Europa the League. whole city. What? They could Europa League? Well, they could. I don't know. Yeah, I know they, they could, but I just don't think they will. Just, I mean, Rangers yeah. got to the final last year, right? Like, so, like. Yeah, was it last year? Yeah, definitely. In the yeah, they did, didn't last they? Year. Yeah, last couple of years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that would be mad. I um, I listen to Talk Sport because I was driving into work and I put Talk Sport on on European night, so I do really listen to the Champions League a bit. You and, do. Um, just pretend would, you don't. Yeah, I try. I'm I, trying to be... I, I watch the Premier League. I pretend I don't. But like... Yeah, it's called being a football hipster, and um, yeah, the they have Steve Harmison covering the um, Newcastle games 
Steve, oh, do they? You know, grievous bodily harmison. Really? Yeah, the uh, <laughs> the um the cricketer. Yeah, and uh, yeah. yeah, he's he's okay. But uh, sorry, the dogs are on the bed fighting here, which is not very helpful. Um, yeah, and uh, he's he's actually quite good to give him his due. But mm. um, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. No, he's, I've seen him interviewed. He's a nice guy. Talk sport is still very. Very, very, very standard sort of, uh, you know, um, insight and uh, opinion. And they had they had a Celtic fan phone up to sort of talk about mm. how Celtic could get back into being a big team in Europe again. And I thought, yeah, not this doesn't sound like you know. No I offense mean, to all we've our, been talking our about legions of Scottish now. listeners, but yeah, it's next not it will be they mate. should join the English league and oh the god, league yeah, and, yeah, yeah. No, they yeah. should. Talking of um, yeah. talking of northeastern. For people from North East, Bobby Charlton, yeah. of course, died. Oh which yeah, was God, that's terrible. We forgot that. Um, yeah, true. You know, for me, obviously, I don't remember him playing because I'm far too no, young same. for that. But what yeah. I do remember is Bobby Charlton soccer schools. Do you remember that on the telly, like him running around? Yeah, and do you remember on the back, the, on it and... the back of um, a Panini sticker albums? They used to have. They used yes, to have the advert. Yeah, the advert the... for well, it. Yeah. So I remember yeah. the soccer schools, and obviously I remember him sitting in Old Trafford and being a statesman. And I've obviously seen the 66 World Cup footage. My yeah. uh, my Northern Irish friend, Gordon from University, uh, used to remark that that's on telly every day. <laughs> and I was like, and actually when he pointed it out, I was like, I actually really noticed it when he pointed it out. Yeah. It's not on yeah. every day. Uh, no. Every other day. Every other day. <laughs> but, but it's not, yeah. But yeah. The, the point is Bobby Charlton was obviously in that team. Uh, he had some personal tragedy he was probably from the video i've seen he was probably one of the most two-footed players i've ever seen oh um, yeah he 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 could kick the ball you wouldn't know whether he's left or right footed particularly like he can strike the balls equally as well with both from when you watch him play um just a real gentleman yeah yeah. yeah. i think it's amazing um that real touching moment you know when him and um his brother jack were sort of reunited on stage and um you know they'd fallen out for a while and you know he just jack charlton said you know, best football player I've ever known, and he's my brother. Well, that's a pretty cool thing to say, actually. Yeah. You know, I very think, different, um, very different personalities, oh, weren't they? Jeez, you know, Jack, very Bobby. Jack was yeah. very much happy to be in the limelight up the front. Yeah. As you said, yeah. much less complicated player, uh, much yeah. less you know skillful player, but yeah. still very effective. Still an England international. He's not. He's no uh, no, no slouch, but he. Uh, no, uh, well, I think um, the gift his brother did. I've been watching some Bobby Charlton stuff with my son because there's some. There's a, we watched one actually just before we started doing this today. Um, there's a really good like archive clip. I think it's on from the EFL archive actually because obviously they have the rights to the pre-Premier League era because football did exist yeah. before '92. And um, there's um, Bobby Charlton's last game for Man United in 1973 uh, away to Chelsea and it's really I mean talk about a bygone era obviously it's 50 years ago but it's actually really nice watching it it's only about five minutes so I do recommend if anyone's got five minutes just uh, quickly have a look up it look it up on YouTube because it's just a few little highlights before and after the game and stuff and um but I just remember obviously like yourself not ever seeing him play um live but you know you know parents and people of that era would talk about him but I've watched some videos of him um, again recently because obviously you know after learning that he'd passed away mm. and you write like his technical ability but particularly what he's doing then is really like it's, it's unreal and yeah. some of his movement actually because my my um, youngest son's obsessed with Zinedine Zidane and watches a lot of Zinedine Zidane videos oh, yeah. Yeah. See, his movement is amazing obviously a phenomenal player 
but just little stuff that Bobby Charlton was doing actually. And I think, I just think like, um, you know, everyone goes on about, Oh, who's the greatest player? You know, Johan Cruyff had Bobby Charlton as, as the only Englishman in his like best ever 11. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, again, it's pre YouTube. It's like, there's lots of players out there pre YouTube days and, you know, who get forgotten about, but, uh, yeah. to, to overcome what he did, uh, you know, the Munich air disaster, I mean, imagine that you basically go to work, a load of your friends mm. and colleagues die and you continue working and then you kind of get to the peak of, you know, you win the European mm. Cup, World Cup, all that yeah. stuff. I mean, that how do you get that? How do you do that? He, said, mean, just... he said he was buckled. He said he was buckled in his seat. And the next thing he remembers yeah. is looking down. He's still buckled in his seat, but he's about several, he's like 20 metres from the plane. Like he's basically yeah. just left the plane in his seat and yeah. still buckled in the seat. I mean, uh, and just, incredible. yeah, many, yeah, amazing. Yeah. It's so anyway. Yeah. Sad. sad. Um, but uh, yeah, you can't really. But he had he had a full you... life and he con- oh. yeah he co- contributed. A yeah. Lot. Yeah. Mm. Amazing. Amazing career and yeah, like just sad. But uh, yeah, what a player basically. You know, and he did come across to me like a really nice person as well. Like you know, so. Um... A gentleman, yeah. yes. Yes, yeah, definitely a gentleman, yeah. And uh, I wonder if, the, I'm guessing the Bobby Charlton soccer schools don't happen anymore, but um, I'll... Uh, no. Well, I'll, David I'll... Beckham went to, went to it, I think. He went to he one. Did. That was yeah. yeah, yeah. And I there's actually... I remember, quite... I remember, it was a TV programme. I remember watching it on, like, ITV yeah, or something. It had, like, a little 25-minute thing. I might, I might YouTube it, actually. There's a, I'm sure there's maybe. a bit on YouTube that I've seen, a clip from it, and Bobby Charlton is actually really harsh. Like, you know, in that brutal really? way that prefer, you know, no, that brutal don't, way that you professional don't players. Like, no, you, don't, you don't get to the top of, you know, play for your country unless you've got a bit of edge to you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But he's a bit, but I mean, you, you know, you, you think like, you know, that way professional players can be just brutally honest. <laughs> and I'm sure yeah. there's one, there's a clip I, I could be, I'm hoping I'm not making this up, but it's quite, it was actually quite nice to see it because you think, yeah, obviously he's going to have an edge to him because he had to, to play in, as you know, to make it to the top. But um yeah there's a i'll have to i'll have to try and check it out but i think um i've just googled here bobby charlton soccer school in manchester i'm assuming is that still just yeah. checking it out uh no there's site not found site not found so i oh. found one soccer is fun masterclass of bobby charlton 1984 yeah anyway, i'm just seeing maybe we'll do, we'll do a deep dive we'll do a deep dive matt and then uh, cool. it's not great podcasting to commentary of us looking at videos on no, I've just, Ooh, look on, at this I have one. just no 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 I've actually just found Bobby Charlton soccer schools as in it's still going is it still yeah. going yeah in Manchester there's one apparently there's a seven day residential camp from 550 pounds so there oh, you go there you go yeah oh there's another one legend lives on yeah anyway um yeah, yeah so cool. the other thing I was going to say quickly um yeah that just to make you feel even more old, you know, not only are the old heroes dying off, um, but uh, in the A-League women's comp, which has kicked off over here of record-breaking crowds, really being really good start, um, so good momentum from the World Cup, Talia Yunis broke Sam Kerr's record as the youngest A-League's player, and uh, she was, she's 14. <laughs> Played so made her yeah, foot for right. her first team professional debut for Western Sydney Wanderers at the age of 14. So, uh, there you go, wow. just um, just a mere 33 years younger than myself. So, um, good luck to her, you know. So, yeah, uh, Sam Kerr obviously done it before. So, um, good, 
yeah, good on her. <laughs> Apparently, she wants to play for uh, Manchester City's women's team at some point, and she is 14. She came on at age 14 years, 11 months, and 26 days. So there we go. Good luck to her. Yeah. There you go. Um, but yeah, this, it's been good with the A League women. Um, the crowds have been good, and you know, it's looking like hope for some of that momentum's coming from the world, the women's World Cup. And the A-League's men kicked off as well. And the a- the Melbourne City, I think you were saying it, weren't you, in the in the um, Asian... Yeah, they had a good, very good win over well. uh, in the away. At Buriram in uh, Thailand, I think it is, isn't it? They yes. did well there. Yeah. So, yeah. And we're probably so, going to go to a game, right? We're going to go yeah, to a we game were checking, next month. Well, segueing nicely into um, our weekend excursion to the city. Oh, yeah. Uh, to see the Happy Mondays, didn't we? Yes. Yeah. Uh, the wonderful yeah. forum in 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 Melbourne, and then we also worked out that potentially planning some um, Melbourne City games up at the city as well. So that was a that was a good that was a good night out though, the, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. the the um they they were definitely like you know it was it's like if you th- I was sort of reflected since like you, yeah. you don't go to Happy Mondays for the sort of tuneful um, <laughs> you go if you, if you think of. If you think of them at the time, it was more about the actual Manchester sort of movement yeah, and the yeah. kind of the look and the and and the, and the yeah his voice and 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 so on. It was definitely sort of style and and the yeah the actual sort of yeah, cultural movement. But yeah. Just um, rather than a sort of sort of guy in his sixties sort of shouting in a microphone. Sixty-one. It, it was good. It was great. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I enjoyed. Yeah. Enjoyed. Yeah. I know it, what you mean. Though. It was yeah. it was a kind of novelty act almost. Like it's yeah. not. Yeah. It's not for the purist. It's for the fan that's, no. that's sort of just reliving some oh, memories. Completely. Um, and yeah, it was good. I mean, he was kind of. I didn't understand half of what he was saying. I don't know about. No. It. We discussed it afterwards. He was sort of yeah. giving a commentary about things, sort of half complaining about things. Yeah, half complaining about not receiving royalties for some of the songs he was performing. Him and Bez Bez basically did that thing, didn't they? So just to check that people might not know what we're talking about, they basically did this sort of bantery, yeah, sort of in-between song chat that you couldn't really understand because they kind of had the mics rammed into their faces and right um, up to their lips. Yeah, yeah. I did think, um, I'm, you know. That in the with the encore they played um, wrote for luck think about the future in brackets as it's called, and yeah. I did think it was a tad ironic that Bez's parting words were think about the future because I, I don't yeah. think he's ever thought about he, the future. He was great. He was actually a bit of a highlight. He was had a lot of energy. He was, he was still basically dancing. Exactly. He look. He doesn't look that different either. Apart from having grey yeah. hair, he looks yeah. very similar to how. I don't, he, I don't maybe think a, he was quite taking maybe the. Um, Shall we say stamina-inducing supplements? No, um, no. Before. I think he was just—he's just, just, just high on life now in his sixties. Yeah, but him advising <laughs> you to think about the future, I thought, mate, you know, mm. let's be honest. I um, think it was the well-supported. Yeah. The, the the female vocalist was really good, and oh, the, Roberta, yeah, the she's on, great. Yeah. She was yeah. brilliant, and the instruments yeah. were good. But at yeah. the same time, my son was at Paul McCartney having a sing-along with the oldies, yeah. and he he said it was—he said that was brilliant. He said it was like three-hour-long. Sort of I know, but fest. I saw. I'm not saying it wasn't, but I saw some mm. pictures, and there's just so many. I've never enjoyed that. I have to be honest. I've only been to a couple of those sort of gigs, and I know it's Paul McCartney and everything, but it's just Big so scale, many yeah. people. Yeah, so many people. But yeah, he um he he enjoyed it, didn't he? Well, I, everyone, I sp- everyone. I mean, everyone spent quite a lot of money on tickets, so everyone's going to say it was brilliant because yeah. otherwise 
several hundred dollars of waste. But I think, but I think it was really good. Finn said it was really yeah. good. He yeah. said, he said, um, yeah. So yeah. I, I liked it when we were driving up in the car. Where he said, um, he started off a debate, didn't he? He said, he, the, I know I said it, didn't I? I'd heard that he's the world's greatest musician. That's what they mm. said on the, a radio ad, and we sort of had a bit of a debate. What qualifies what, you to yeah. be the world's greatest musician? I don't think we got to an answer, did we, Dan? In the no, end. I don't think we did. I mean, he's had, he's had a massive cultural effect, hasn't he, McCart- yeah. McCartney? Yeah. Um, yeah. But I just remember in the eighties, he was like a spitting image puppet, and everything. He was a bit of a. It was a bit of a, um, a, a sort of. P- p- people sort of poked fun at him a bit, like somehow, like yeah, it was I a bit of a. Well, he did, I he think did the frog song. Yeah. It's a frog song, and I think because obviously Lennon was perceived to be obviously who tragically died, but he's yeah. then perceived he's put on a bit of a pedestal, and as a result, yeah, that kind of drops Paul McCartney down, and he was just became a bit of a joke, and maybe a bit it's a bit harsh, and maybe I mean Spitting Image was very harsh. I don't I don't think you get away with, although Ooh. they have kind of revived Spitting Image a little bit, but I don't think we're I think in this day and age it would just be seen as like bullying and. Basically, <laughs> and, and, not, yeah. and and not good for people's mental health to be making rubber puppets of them. Oh, David. No. Oh, David. Oh, David. <laughs> I used go. to love it. I remember I used to love it. It was, it was very near the mark. It was on quite late yeah. at night, wasn't it? Yeah, um, it was. Margaret it was. Thatcher and like John Major with his peas. There was some amazing, um, actually really clever ways to sort of lampoon <laughs> some of the... <laughs> Do you remember that? Great, man. Yeah, that's another, thing, that's another yeah. thing I might YouTube. Well, I might look... I might... might my lunch this is what this is the one for the teenagers this episode isn't it yeah yeah it is yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what we're talking about half of them are probably brown bread now yeah no um yeah good no it was a great it was a great weekend and then um good. in a month literally then, yeah. in a month's time we're back up to watch uh, a live podcast by some amateurs yes. who do uh, that very little known the rest is history yeah, a rival podcast oh, yeah. no it's not really a rival. I mean, rival. different genre it's not, not even close let's be honest yeah, no, I'm looking forward part. to that. My son's gone off yeah. to Japan tonight. So oh, yeah. He's off. To, yeah, yeah. He's off for three weeks. He's going to yeah Kobe and um, Hiroshima, and he's in Tokyo for about a week. He's a, he's a, got the and, whole trip um, planned out. He's also uh, unwittingly part of a scientific experiment that um, we because he disclosed that what was it? You don't put on much weight when you're in Japan because you're always walking and you eat small meals. So yeah, he's got some funny ideas did, about what it's like in Japan. Like, yeah, it's, uh, did you? He's um, going to be rudely awakened. It's going to be. Did a you manage to sneakily weigh him before he left? No, uh, he tells me his weight. He's very body conscious, okay. and I think he's like. Well, don't, I mean, obviously, you know, don't want to. Uh, we'll, yeah. we'll keep an eye on it, and then maybe we'll weigh, um, we'll, we'll weigh, weigh, we'll weigh the pig back. when he returns from <laughs> from the fattening. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah. But, or the yeah. thinning. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, is that a word? I don't know if yeah. it's a thin in it's a word. I don't yeah. think so. I think he's made that up. Yeah, um, nice. Yeah, so look, that's that's all. He's gonna have a great time. And I want. Yeah. I said I want some pictures of interesting vending machines. Like oh, I said, like, I want to see the most obscure thing you can get out of a vending machine because I know from my time there you can get pretty much everything. Uh, and yeah, I mean I've, anything I've heard rumours. Yeah, I've heard some rumours. Yeah. You can apparently Japanese vending machines are set to. They give out free, you know. They they uh, get they they don't accept money. They give all their goods away free in the event of an earthquake. The food vending machines. There you go. Oh, I read that, that right? yesterday. Yeah. Oh. Interesting. So it must be connected just... to some wireless network where they can quickly just open the hatches and just drop all yeah, the stuff out. You know these Japanese people. Their technology is super advanced. You know <laughs> the toilets and all that stuff. So I've just googled the thinning. It's not a word, as well. Yeah, so, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't think it was. 
No, no, yeah. no. All right. Well, oh, well I might say goodbye because it's, it's getting a bit late and I'm an old man, so <laughs> yeah. I need to go and get I've got to sleep. The pups. And I, I might see you Saturday morning then for a kickabout. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good. I'll bring um, my bolt cutters. Yeah, yeah. Do do bring your bolt cutters. That would. Uh, yeah. Well, um, we'll see. We I don't know if we'll need them to be honest, but uh, yeah, yeah. No, no. Come along. Um, yeah, and uh, we'll uh, we'll be up to a, able to update the listeners on the the mystery of the chained gold posts. Yeah. There we go. The ones on tender hooks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's quite a poor title right. for a book. Though. All right, no worries. <laughs> see you later, everybody. Right. See you later, everyone. Bye. Bye.